Welcome to the Real Estate Influencer Buzz Podcast with Michelle B, a midlife mama of millennials, wife, South Florida realtor, marketer, lifestyle blogger, and fan of an oaky Chardonnay who loves a niche life. Each week, she'll be sharing her real-life marketing and branding tips from influencers in and out of real estate, bloggers, and social media stars. Buckle up for a side of sassy, a sprinkle of sparkly, and entertaining conversations with influencers who share their secrets to grow their businesses. Sit back and get comfy with your favorite drink. Let's start today's Sip Social Sell Sesh. Hey, hey guys. So glad you could join us today on the Real Estate Influencer Buzz podcast. I am so excited because my guest today is someone I've been wanting to interview for a while. I've been following her on social media. Uh, She's not in my time zone, by the way. She is I'm going to say hopefully right five hours ahead. Yes. Yes. Five hours ahead in Britain, London area. Correct. Um, I'm in Nottingham. In Nottingham. Nottingham. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, This is my new friend, Victoria Taylor, and she's fantastic. And I'm going to let her uh, you know, introduce herself, and then we're going to get right into the ins and outs of uh, some influencer marketing, branding. She just wrote an amazing blog post, so I want her to touch on that. And then, of course, I always have my, you know, five and a half questions. And of course, this is our sip social cell session where we sip on a beverage, we, you know, talk about social media, and hopefully, you guys will sell more properties because we're teaching you stuff. So, welcome, Victoria. Do you like to be called Victoria or Vicky? What do you prefer? Do you know what? It really doesn't matter. Like I can be both. Um, I used to be called Victoria when I was naughty, when I was a child. So I get my full title when I was, when I was naughty. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's hysterical. (laughs) So tell, tell everybody about who you are, what you do and how you got into what you're doing. Because there's some events that you've been a big part of over in the United Kingdom. And I like, you to tell us a little bit about that. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, So yeah, I am, I run a consultancy um, and I consult with businesses and brands um, from local businesses up to global brands. um, And I work on multiple levels and it's all based around experience. So I work building digital campaigns, um, advising around digital strategy um, and then building out based on, the experiences that we create as brands and business owners. Um, so we're not just creating content for content's sake. We're doing it with real meaning behind it um, with a very people first mindset. So very often people come to you and say, oh, I want to sell a product, this, that, and the other, and they don't even think about people. So I'm a very people first person. Um, Love it. And I think when you start with a person and work back, you can't go far wrong. Um, so yeah, um, I've, I've kind of built a, a name for myself as a customer experience speaker, um, which is great. Um, speaking on stages around the world. So I've been very fortunate to be in the US, um, in Europe, in the UK. Um, Social Day is the event that you're referring to perhaps in the UK and also Marketed Live. They're both two amazing events yes. um, over here and they really have set the, the standard really for industry events in the UK um, because you know America is very very big with um, marketing digital conferences but actually in the UK um, up until the last couple of years they've 
I think they've been a little bit more sparse. And these guys have really, I believe they've really set the, the bar very high for, for our industry. Which is a good thing. And, yeah. and then they have people like you, which continues to create the experience and the bar at a certain level to encourage people that this is the gold standard, which is great. It's fantastic. And actually, to be honest, both events invite brands along as well. So it's not, it's not just people that are marketers. Um, you've got people that come from, you know, global brands talking about global case studies and they're really, really credible. They're great events. Um, yeah. So I've, I've been really lucky to talk about lots of different aspects of social media um, but customer experience is the one for me that it's just, that's like my heart. That's where my heart is. Um, and everything digital builds out from there. So, yeah. Well, I think, you know, this is so timely because as real estate agents, it's all about the customer experience and it's typically very one-on-one -on -one, and you may have a few people in there like a lender or a closing company, like a title company here. And so our goal is to make sure that it's a good customer experience and it's very difficult sometimes because there are so many things that could go wrong when you're buying a home, going through the process or selling a home, but the experience piece is key and, you know, staying in touch with their clients and, and doing um, the, the proper things so that they walk away feeling good about the experience that they had, you know? Um, so what I'd like to do is, you know, ask you, which I ask everyone on season two, what does influence mean to you in today's world? Do, do you know what? Influence has changed so much for me. Um, so actually, I, I don't really talk a lot about this, but I actually did my dissertation in university around influence. Um, oh. So long, long, long before I was a marketer and long, long, long before I started my own business, I actually wrote about celebrity and how celebrity influenced our travel choices and how it created st status acquisition, basically. So that was, gosh, that was now, gosh, where am I, like 15 years ago? Um, so, yeah, a very, a very long time. No, not quite 15, about 14 years ago. Um, so yeah. It was, it was, it, don't worry about it. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah. But no, influence is fascinating. You know, influence yeah. is something that encourages somebody to take an action and that's yeah. it really simply so that is influence somebody does something that makes somebody else take an action as a result of what they've done basically so let me ask you a question you did your dissertation did. what celebrities did you highlight in your dissertation because that would be before the kardashians it was completely before the kardashians yeah so it it was, I, I actually read a book and it's a really interesting book that I would recommend to anybody, um, like as a backbone really. And it's called um, Celebrity Culture and it was by a guy called Ellis Cashmore. And it was really interesting because it's very, like a very different book to the influent, marketer influencing books that mm -hmm. you read now. So I would highly recommend that to anybody. Oh, I love um, it. Okay. Yeah, it's a great book to read, really interesting. It talks about like consumer and buying powers of the consumer. And actually I studied consumers from right back at the times when the, the department stores first began in the UK. So mm -hmm. we're talking hundreds of years ago. So I've really studied like consumer behavior and how consumers shop. So it was really nice to bring it all together. Um, I did a case study of Hello Magazine. I looked at OK Magazine and I was comparing 
different levels of magazines and how those different magazines influenced us in different ways through the status that, that they had and the celebrities that they chose to feature. So it, yeah, it was fascinating stuff. Wow. So you, you talked about celebrities when you were writing this, yeah. who was your standout one that you felt had the most influence at that time? Do you know what? I think it, it's interesting because they had them in different ways. You know, the Beckhams were, were big at that time. That's what I was, I was kind of thinking Spice Girls. Yeah, the Beckhams were very big at that time. Um, trying to think who else really. Um, you know, I'll have to try and dig it out. But Paris yeah, Hilton maybe? Um, different level, but yes. yes. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was very much like the Beckhams. I remember writing about Liz Hurley. I remember talking about Hugh Grant. Yes, Grant's yes. Um, so yeah, it, it was quite a widespread, but yeah. it was fascinating because it was, it was basically, but you know, before Instagram was what Instagram is now. And, you know, it was like, it was very much through the print side of things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate to work in print media. I've worked in radio. I've worked in digital media. I've worked in, um, you know, broadsheet newspapers advertising. So I've, I've really had a, a broad spectrum to be able to look at influence across like multiple marketing genres and, and right. different areas um which is fascinating because it's, well, it's almost it's things. almost like um too like when the era of the supermodels was yeah. happening and the level that we would see like on mtv and um, VH1, which leads into exactly what you're talking about, and which is really why South South Beach became huge, was yeah. because of basically what you're talking about, influencer marketing that it wasn't even called that back then. Exactly, it was just it was just celebrity. It was like yeah. celebrity, but back then, before we even termed it, you know, since I mean, since we've been born, we've been influenced. So it's just that marketers have given it a term now. So there's something to call it now. But mm. you know, from when we were very little, we were influenced by our parents or by our teachers or by our school friends or you know, there's always been a level of influence in our lives from somewhere. Um, and you know, it's something that actually as human beings, we're very, um, used to having, we've, we've had it since day dots. It's just now it's been given this big fancy name, but the reality is, is that it's, it's been around since the day we were born in just in different formats. And so when we were chatting earlier, you know, there's the upside of it and then there's the downside of it. And I like to see both sides of it because I do think that, you can definitely go overboard with it. And especially those of us that are growing followers, we're growing a brand through all of these social media channels, which is fairly easy to do, but you can certainly have a misstep pretty easily by posting the wrong thing that you may think is funny. That isn't so funny. You have to kind of know your audience and things like that. So love to hear your, the good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) Okay. Do you know, it's really interesting. I actually, I actually work with people over here that work in the property industry, Michelle. So I am, you know, I have clients that work in the mortgage market, clients okay. that work in the housing market as well. So it's, you know, it's great, you know, it's great to be able to talk to you because I, I work with clients in the UK on that basis. Um, from an influencer marketing point of view, it's not for everybody. It is right. for some people. So, you know, I think, I think very often a question 
that I often get asked is, I've got some budget, should I put it into influencer marketing, right? And that, that's because it's a buzzword. People right. are like, oh, I need to put my budget into it. Yes, you can put your budget into influencer marketing. Yes, it might be really effective for your brand and it is for lots of people's brands. However, you better know what you want from it because if you don't know what you want from it and you don't know and you really don't understand the, the influences that you're working with or what those goals are, you can waste a lot of money and a lot of time and expectations can really be in the wrong place. Um, so you need to know what you're working with. Um, let me give you an example. So if you are somebody who is selling a product and you want to work with an influencer who has great reach, so they might have a million followers. However, those followers are not people that would even be interested in your brand. You're not going to get product sales. So you might get reach, which is great if that's the goal. If you're looking to make sales and all of that audience are absolutely not going to buy your product and they are the wrong people, you know, very often people go, I'm going to go with this person because they've got a million followers. Right. Why? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah somebody that's got a hundred thousand followers and all of those people are the right people for your product. So I think, you know, there's a lot of misconception around what influence can do. Also, I think as consumers, we're more intelligent now as well. Yeah. Um, so we don't just look at um, a post by an influencer and think that it's as genuine as maybe we thought it was. So we would see maybe um, a, an Instagram post that says paid partnership with and then brand. All right. of a sudden, we question the authenticity of that recommendation because they're getting paid to do it. So is it really that authentic? Not only are they getting paid to do it, they're being spoon fed what to say. Exactly. And I read some stuff sometimes. I'm like, I, that's not how you talk. I know how you talk. Yeah. That's not how you talk. Like put your spin on it. That's yeah. fine. And no, I'm big on niches. That's my thing in real estate. I'm a listing more so listing agent than anything. So I focus on niches in my listings and, and I worked in product niches. So go with the hundred thousand follower piece. If that's who your target audience and demographic is for that product. It's like me trying to sell Lubriderm lotion at the time to guys from the age of 25 to 35. No, it's, it's for women with dry exactly. skin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm not, so that's what I'm saying. You better know what your goals are because if you're looking to reach a lot of people, fantastic. But I think, yeah. I think very often people just want to do influencer marketing because it's the thing to do. And actually right. it, it might not be the thing to do for your brand actually you might be better having a really good content strategy on a blog and putting regular blog content out or you might be better vlogging you might be better holding a live event and inviting people along it, it is very i think a lot of people need to strip back and go is this right for my brand Agreed. If it is, proceed with caution and make sure you one know your goals two you know the influences that you're working with and three, maybe consider that actually some of the more normal people who have micro communities, <laughs> as, as guys, people that have micro communities, yeah. your next door neighbor is perhaps more likely to make you make a purchase than a celebrity because 
you trust them and you know, well, if you get on with your neighbors, but you, you know them and you trust them more than you would trust the word of somebody who's got a paid partnership. Agreed. I don't disagree yeah. with you at all. And, and I think that's very valid and sound advice. And I know when I'm talking to real estate agents about social media, in particular, Instagram, because that's the yeah. buzzword. Yeah. And they go, I have to be on Instagram. And I go, why? Yeah. Do you know why? Do you know why you need to be on Instagram? And they're like, because my coach told me to. And I'm like, well, it's uh, not like Facebook and it's a lot, it's challenging. It's difficult. You'll get frustrated. Know your why, which ties back into exactly what you're saying, which is yeah. understanding from the brand perspective too, which clearly, you know, makes, makes sense. Um, let me ask you this. What do you feel is the importance rolling into 2019 of social media marketing um, in general across the board? Where do you see it heading with all the different, like LinkedIn just up their game really nicely. I'm from Boca Raton. Hashtag so Boca is my blog. But, you know, um, we're also known for, you know, fancy, fun, a little plastic surgery. So I'm like, LinkedIn had a facelift. <laughs> so what do, you, where, what do you see happening with social media um, as we go into a new year with new things? It's so interesting because this time of year you get asked about predictions and that's the very natural thing to do, isn't it? There's a new year coming. What are the predictions? And you know what? I, I will probably say the same thing every single year. Like social media is just a vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. And how well you use it will determine how well you do. So, you know, we can get very caught up in... LinkedIn is the best thing. Twitter is the best thing. Facebook, Instagram, yada, 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 yada. Actually, it's like how well you treat people wherever that is, it doesn't matter where that is, will determine how well you perform as a business owner. And, and that depends what your goal is as well. If you're looking to be an influencer and just be an influencer and not run a business or... Right. You know, because there's, there's a lot of people whose goals are just to get a hundred thousand likes on a post. So if that's your goal, go and go and do that. Go thing. for it, right? Yeah, ab absolutely, one hundred percent. If that's your goal. However, if you're looking to do actual business with actual people who actually need to hand over money to you, then you need to care about those people and forget about likes, loves, and shares because that isn't going to put money in your bank account and that isn't going to build trust. So it doesn't matter where you are, Twitter, Facebook, email, phone call, text message, WhatsApp, wherever it is, down the pub, at a networking event, you care about your customers and you care about the people you work with and you'll be fine. Social media is just a vehicle. It's so vehicle. I, I also, so you bring up a really valid thing. I had a conversation. Um, I don't know if you follow, but you might want to. He's fantastic. His name is Mr. Scott Eddy. And he is yeah. fabulous. He's, yes. he's in South Florida. And I had a conversation with him exactly a year ago. And I said, you know, as a real estate agent, I love my, I love what I do. Yeah. Takes one hurricane, natural disaster in particular. And I'm in that kind of area where, you know, I may not have real estate to sell for a few months. If God forbid we have an issue. And I said, I'm at an age in my life, hashtag over 50, where I want to start adding 
layers to my business. I like to write, I like to blog, etc. And I said to him, this is not a hobby. And he goes, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, that's a good way to look at it. Because I'm all about let me lay the groundwork and plant the seeds and monetize, whether that's through paid sponsorships or, um, you know, collaborations and things like what you're talking about. I don't really care how many likes I get as long as I have engagement and the people that are following me and engaging with me are the people that want to do business with me. They know, like, and trust me to do business. And so I'm so glad you brought that up because I think there's a lot of pressure on that. I got to have so many likes. I got to have this and that. Yeah. That doesn't put money in your pocket. It's true. And you know, it's funny. I was talking with a good friend the other day, actually, and sort of we, we had a really interesting conversation. And I think you have to detach yourself from the outcome, right? Because that actually gives people a lot of fear about standing out and, and actually getting on social media because you know, she had a really open and honest conversation with me and said, I'm fearful. What if somebody doesn't like my posts? What if somebody doesn't like my content? Um, She said, but when I post from the heart, it gets more engagement. And I'm like, because that's what you need to do. You need to post from the heart and not care about the outcome. Because if you care about the outcome, that post won't be genuine. And people Mm -hmm. know what genuine is. So you, you need to just Detach from the outcome, likes, love, shares, who cares? Seriously, like stamp that all over your face. Who cares? Because that's not business. I agree. And, and it's become almost like a false currency and a false social security. You know, people go, oh my God, I want to be like this influencer. Or, oh my God, I want to do this. I, I, I want to be as famous as this person. That's fine. I've had people who are Instagram famous contact me and say, I'm making no money. I'm not surprised. So, so like, okay, you want to be as famous as that person, or you're going to be famous and broke. Right. Or, or you can actually build a business, spend the time doing your accounts, spend the time talking to your customers, go and have dinner with your customers, like date your customers, go and spend time. I with love them. that. But seriously, like, you're right though. Spend time with them. It's like, this is not like social media has not changed fundamental values all as it's done is it's given us another way to communicate better but everybody now goes social media is the answer yes social media absolutely can make your business grow if you're using it for the right thing you know still you still need to be looking after your customers and having conversations and doing the things that actually matter rather well this is and this is why like i had a conversation with uh, a friend of mine uh, who's going to be on, she's on a podcast. We haven't launched it yet about drip campaigns and email marketing, that it's still a, really good to do that with your sphere of influence, with your clients, um, texting appropriately, not a blanket text, 100%. but doing something like around the holidays, I have a Starbucks card. And what I do is I load my Starbucks card up and I didn't come up with this idea. I borrowed it from someone I know and uh, not in my area. Don't step on people's toes either. That's what I'm always saying. Listen, if you want to do an idea, don't steal the realtor next door. Do someone outside the area. But what I did was is I, I go on Canva and I make a little graphic with the barcode. And I'm like, listen, I'm loading up my card. There's like 75 bucks on there. First come, first serve. Once it's gone, it's yeah, gone. And I send it out to people via a little text. That's it. 
it's easy. They either take advantage of it or they don't. They know I'm yeah. thinking about them. It's not a blanket thing. I make it personal. I'm like, hey, da 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 da. Hope you had a nice holiday. But yeah. it's the same thing. It's like I love that though. Date your customers. I love it. <laughs> but, it but it's true. It's so true. true. And actually, you know, sometimes I get so involved that like you become so passionate about something that you put your heart and soul into it, and that can actually be a downfall as well. But yeah. Like, I'll go to the gym with my customers. Like I'll go and like me and my customers text. I've got customers that are friends as well that have become friends. Like, you know, one of the, one of the saddest moments for me was going to one of my customers' wife's funerals mm -hmm. and like they, they become a, a part of you. They're part of your family. Uh, like a hundred percent. Yeah, like, absolutely. And unfortunately that can mean that you go through pain, the happy and the sad. Absolutely. And that can make it harder as well. But like, I would rather live that way and feel something than just treat everybody like their blanket and buy my course and buy my blueprint because like, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Why? So I want to touch base about this blog post that you wrote about the experiences. And so tell our audience, a little bit about that blog post because I thought it was really good. I saw it on, I think I saw it on Instagram first and I clicked on your link on Instagram and I read it and I was like, that's a really good, and I comment, I'm like, that's a really good blog post. It was really good. Thank you. Yeah. So I kind of just wanted to make it like accessible so people could visualize something. So I think when, when you're blogging, it's really, it's really important to take people to a place when you're blogging. So to, to give them something to visualize. So, you know, when I'm talking in this blog, I'm talking about where we are all experienced collectors. Yeah. So we are all consumers and every single moment of every day, we're collecting experiences. So right now I'm having an experience with you here. Yeah. To the left of me, I've got my Mac open. and right. <laughs> I've, got, I've got emails coming in. I've yeah. got Facebook notifications coming in and I've got Twitter notifications coming in. They're not distracting me now because I'm talking to you. But if you're a business owner and th think about this. So if somebody is walking down the street, yeah. So let's just take a high street, for example, with a load of shops on it and they're scrolling through Facebook and they're seeing your content and they're seeing Coca-Cola's content and they're seeing McDonald's content and they're seeing Beyonce's content, and they're seeing the other real estate competitor down the road's content, and they're seeing content from Macy's, and then they're walking down the high street, and they're going to Starbucks, and the person behind the counter is serving them a coffee, or they're frowning or smiling. They've got all these experiences happening at exactly the same time, scrolling, and we're storing up experiences constantly as we are going about our daily lives. So it's really, really important that you make an impression and you make an impression fast because we are full of distractions. Mm -hmm. Very true. Every experience that you create as a brand matters. So when you're putting a post out as Michelle, that experience isn't just competing with real estate people. It's competing with Beyonce, McDonald's, Starbucks, anything else that is capturing our attention. It's competing with all of that. So what, what I kind of go by is I say every experience a consumer collects counts. So you better be damn good because they're not just judging their experience 
with you against your competitor, they're judging it against every other experience they're having in that in that day. In in that realm, which is yeah, 100%. which is interesting because when I, I don't know about you, but when my memories pop up on Facebook, yeah, I read like because I was an early adapter of Facebook. I my daughters are twenty three and twenty eight. Which is great because they have brought me along on this journey and um, they regret ever getting me on Snapchat, by the way. And I tell that story because I'm like, I embraced it. And they're like, mom, get off Snapchat, mom, you're on Snapchat, <laughs> and we are, mom. And I'm like, yeah, but I totally get this shit and I'm loving it because I can like, da, 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 da. and I was having so much fun with it. So when Instagram came along with all of their stuff and of course, Facebook lives and everything, I was like, I was already rocking and rolling. I'm like, fine with this, but they're like, Oh my God, we just unleashed like, you know, the devil mom, you know, with all this. But with that being said, I have seen some of my posts over the years pop up and whether I'm doing it consciously or not, I am curating my personal page Facebook post vastly differently than I did seven years ago, six years yeah. ago, five years ago. Now it's with our political environment as well. I don't even go there. I do not get into any of that situation at all on my personal feed, nowhere. Um, but I curate differently. I'm, it's the mind of a marketer probably because of the last two years in particular really um, doubling down on understanding social media at a different level where I'm like, I want this post to kind of resonate on this, or I want this to resonate here. I'm not just barfing all over my personal feed anymore. I'm not spending as much time there either because I'm over on LinkedIn. I have a lot more traction on my Instagram accounts because I have two of them. And um, I'm also building YouTube and things like that. So Facebook's great, but my curation of my posts is vastly different. Yeah, and I think and I think that's it. It changes so much. You know, it's so interesting because when you you know going back to the predictions, when you say you know what's going to happen next year, we cannot possibly say that because it's like you know when you speak to someone and they say oh. I've spent my marketing budget for 2019 or whatever. And I'm like, are you I'm like, really? Are you serious? You've, yeah. you've spent your entire marketing budget. For t- like you have predicted how that should be spent now. Like, and that shows a company that isn't interested in people. That just shows a company that is interested in getting a brand message out. It's going to be like this. It's going to be like that. And it's going to be another year of really crappy marketing as opposed to somebody that's actually thinking with a people first mindset and thinking, do you know what? We've got a budget and we're going to be responsive and we're going to think about what our audience wants. And we cannot possibly know what our audience is going to want in December, in January, you know? Well, and, and what's going to be trending that may be relevant to our business. A hundred percent. Like it's, it's just so different. So yeah. you have to be more responsive. You have to be, you have to be more proactive. You have to be more responsive. You have to listen, you know, you really have to listen and you really have to care. Um, and I, th- I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating thing, this marketing thing. Oh, I love it. It's, it's like, it's like, well, we're near the ocean. So, you know, it's like a wave coming in, it shifts, it's high, it's low, it hits you, it knocks you over, it embraces you. I don't know, there's so much to it. Um, but let me ask you this, uh, in regard to like podcasts and YouTube, who do you listen to? Or who do you follow um, on there? And also who, who, 
who are you following on Instagram these days? Because that is just like all over the place. Yeah, it's really interesting. My, like, again, my, my habits have changed completely. Um, so somebody that, that I find really, really interesting actually on podcasts is a guy called Jeremy Waite. Um, huh. Jeremy, um, I met Jeremy through um, a, a friend called Ted Rubin. Um, we met at an event when Jeremy was at IBM. Um, no, he was at Salesforce at the time. He's now mm. at IBM. Um, but he wrote this amazing book. And the book was dedicated to his two um, baby girls who were premature baby girls. Um, and he wrote it for, for his baby girls. Um, and he, th this book, the concept of this book is incredible. I highly recommend it. Go and read 10 words. Um, but he's done a podcast based around 10 words. And it's oh. really, really interesting because he takes you to a place within this podcast where you're just compelled to... You're, you're compelled to, you're in the story. You know how I said when somebody takes you to a place and you can visualize and he, he's just got the most amazing concept because it's very different to anything else out there really. Um, so yeah, I really enjoy that podcast. Really enjoy that's that. Terrific. Yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Um, I actually don't consume lots and lots and lots of content. Um, I consume some, and I think it's important to consume some, um, but I do consume a lot out of my industry because that's how I can learn and grow. Um, similar to, you know, what we were saying before we actually went live to, today to talk. Right. I, I, I really, I, I've definitely discovered an interest in art. I'm really loving watching what artists are doing and art galleries actually, because they've just got a beautiful way of telling stories. Um, people outside of my industry, um, yeah, musicians. Um, I love that thing. idea. Yeah, like it, it just, it's a way to grow. And I think, you know, anything that expresses something a little bit differently, because very often Instagram can be very um, Botox and plastic surgery, which is fine, but I, I kind of want to step away from that. And yeah. it, can also, it can also be marketers sharing the same thing as other marketers, which bores me to tears. So, I, if I want to grow, I need to consume out of my industry. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I'm not a cook. My husband likes to cook. Yeah. I'm actually, it's not that I don't like to cook. I just, I'm always so busy. It's just not my priority. Ironically, I go back to when I was a kid. I'm Canadian, by the way. So I, you know, yeah. way back. And um, I liked taking cookbooks out at the library. Now I like watching like Tasty. And yes. on the cooking stuff on Instagram, because I almost, I think if I hear you right, it's like your brain needs a little break oh. from the overload of content. And I got to a point a few months ago and I finally talked to somebody about it. I'm like, is it just me? Like, no, there's so much content coming at us. It's overwhelming and it's like ridiculous. And so I, I love the idea of the art and the art yeah. galleries and the musicians. So I'm going to have to do that. And Art Basel's coming. Um, when is it coming? We're going on the seventh. We go down for like 12 hours. It's a lot of fun. I go with my girls. That's so cool. <laughs> Watch that on Instagram. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's so cool. And I love I love that. And I think you just see things from a different point of view. Yeah. You know? And very often you go into you know the very people in your industry going. Be authentic, be yourself, tell your story, blah, blah, blah. All the really basic, basic stuff. It's like, okay, I'm done with the basic. I've been given the basic for like three years. Like, give us something interesting. Just yeah. Just because you stand on stage and tell someone to be authentic doesn't mean that you're innovating or actually helping people. No. Um, so I think 
like honestly art is an amazing one to consume on that like absolutely amazing um yeah i enjoy a bit of the beauty industry i don't overly look at it um my partner he's very very um tech very tech side so he's like artificial intelligence um very into like autonomous vehicles mm -hmm. so definitely got an interest in that and gadgets because of, of him and you know i learn from him daily he fascinates me but here you go talking about experiences and that's yeah. You know, going back to your blog post, it's all about like the experiences. I, I so appreciate your time today and, and your take on this, you know, social media industry world that we're in right now. And if you don't mind, share your website and your social media channels. Are you going to be speaking anywhere in the United States in 2019 or, or soon? Or, you know, where are you going to be um, in your world? Yes, yeah, so I am. I'm in discussions right now with some different events. Um, there are people that have tried to secure me for s some similar events, but I actually want to make a different impact. I think I've gone through quite a transition and if, the, if everybody tells me to go one way, I'll go another way, <laughs> guaranteed. Shake so, your hand on that one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm actually like in discussions and exploring some very different options right now. Okay. which is really floating my boat. So I'm not going to say I'm at this social media conference or that social media conference because actually I don't really want to be speaking at lots of social media conferences. Um, so I want to talk about social media, but not at social media conferences. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I yeah. understand completely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So I will keep yeah. you posted. Keep um, us posted. Pipeline, but there'll, there'll be quite different ones. So I'm looking forward to that. But one I'm actually really looking forward to attending um, is Simon Sinek next year and he's going to be in London in February and that's one about like leadership, mm. leadership um, and that's that's going to be pretty pretty special that's like quite a, like an intimate little session um, so yeah I'm looking forward to that one. Oh I like I like that well one of the things that I one of my goals for 2019 my oldest daughter is a flight attendant so we actually do have an opportunity yeah. We have an opportunity that we have like, I told her, don't, please don't ever quit. Yeah. <laughs> and we have not been to, I have not been to London. I've not been to England. I've not been to any uh, of those countries. We went to Europe for the first time this summer and we had a wedding to go to, believe it or not, in Paris. And so we went to France and we went to Italy and I told Kylie, and it was funny because you mentioned something about going to Germany, and she mentioned the Christmas markets there are supposed to be amazing. Um, but uh, one of my goals um, for 2019 is to actually go to a conference not in the United States. Okay, so cool. you definitely need to yeah keep me uh, in the loop because 100%. that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll very cool. Please yeah. do. So, what's your website? Um, so you can find my website, it's www.victoriatail, so Victoria, T-A-Y-L, dot U-K. Okay, awesome, awesome. Is there anything um, else that you want to share about your business or anything in particular before we jump off? No, not really. I'm not really that kind of, say, do you know what, just, just connect with me, follow me, talk, talk with me, um, and yeah, that, that's kind of how business happens, right? Yeah, exactly. And your social media channels are on your website. So, yeah. you know, collect with, connect with Victoria on her social media sites and check out what she's been up to. She has some really great uh, Instagram stories. Check out her blog on her website. Fantastic. That post in particular, I, I highly suggest that you 
read it and um, obviously reach out to her if, if you have something exciting and fun that um, she may be a good fit for your conference at. I think that'd be amazing. And, and hopefully you'll be back in Miami soon. Yes, we were there in June. So hopefully you'll be back. I know. Uh, you need to come back when it's not so hot. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for buzzing by the Real Estate Influencer Buzz podcast and today's Sip Social Sell Sesh. Um, don't forget, all the information is on sipsocialcell.com, all my links, all the stuff is in there. Please comment, like, share. Uh, you can also visit my YouTube channel. We always update that. We try once a week to update that. <laughs> And I, I really appreciate my guest today. And uh, I, I, you know, I think the information that you gave us was fantastic. So Thank have you. a great day and I'm going to move along right now. <laughs>